Welcome to Saturday Night Live. Hey guys, what's up? I'm your host, Olivia. You can call me Liv. You can call me Olivia. Whatever works for you. Welcome to Saturday Night Live. I am coming to you live from New York City. And today is SantaCon. SantaCon, NYC. If you guys have never been, maybe go? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can recommend. It was a little wild for me. It basically is just a day drinking event. You bar hop, you dress as Santa Claus, and it was a little rough for me. I'm not going to lie. I don't like leaving my apartment. (laughs) If anyone knows me, you know I am the biggest homebody. I live in New York City, and I literally don't like to leave my apartment, and part of the reason is I have made my bedroom such a luxurious haven for myself that I don't even feel the need to leave my bedroom because I just have everything here that I could ever need. Anyway, I literally have Chick-fil-A. I am laying in bed. I've been day drinking and so I am about to pass out after this, but I wanted to let you guys know that this is part two of my podcast. So last week we talked about, or I guess it was this week I released my first episode and I wanted to say thank you to everyone that listened. It's kind of surreal, but I almost have like a hundred downloads, I think from Spotify, between Spotify and iTunes. So I'm super, super pumped about that, but this is part two. So last week I talked about dating in New York city and how I met my boyfriend and all of that. And then this week I'm going to talk about my transition from college to adult life. And I'm not going to lie. I say this at the beginning. I had a rough transition from college to adult life, so just a forewarning, if this triggers anyone, if you had a rough time graduating from college and just like finding your place in the world, or if you're currently going through that, I am right there with you. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure it out together, but just a warning, anyone may be triggered by this topic, but here we go. Transitioning from college to adult life. I hope you enjoy. Her other part of a good podcast topic was transitioning from college to adult life. Gotta be real with you guys. I am not the best person to ask about this because I'm a nanny. That's what I do right now. I'm a part-time nanny and I part-time do social media for my mom's business. So I truthfully don't really feel like I've transitioned from college to adult life super well just because I... This is so bad. Okay, I'm trying to be better about letting myself be who I am and not feeling like I'm not enough. I constantly struggle. Wow, this podcast is jumping all over the place. But I constantly struggle with just feeling like I'm not enough, whether it's not good enough, not skinny enough, not smart enough, not funny enough, not loving enough. You know, I struggle with those constantly. So a big thing that I struggle with is not having a quote-unquote corporate job. You know, most people, when they graduate from college, they get their corporate job, they work 9 to 5, 9 to 6, make great money, get a salary, all that jazz. I graduated from the University of South Carolina. I was supposed to move to Alaska because I got a job selling diamonds in Alaska. That's a whole other podcast But basically, I ended up not going, like, the day before I was supposed to go. I, like, canceled the trip because I was like, nope, can't move to Alaska. That's scary shit. So I didn't move to Alaska. My friend ended up getting an internship in New York City and turning it down, a PR internship. And then she was like, Olivia, do you want me to recommend you for it? You've always wanted to move to New York City. And I was like, sure, I have no PR experience, but send over my resume. Like, let's see what happens. 
I end up getting the internship. I spent a week. <coughs> God, I'm so sorry. I spent a week apartment hunting in New York City and found an apartment, got my roommates. And I end up just having, after about a month at this PR agency firm, I don't even know what you call it. I end up getting these like crazy panic attacks. And this is also another great podcast topic, but I struggle with really bad anxiety. And I have had anxiety my whole entire life, and I didn't even know it until I was in maybe college, I think. A sophomore in college was the first time my mom was like, oh, shit, I think you might have anxiety. Like, this un- like explains your life completely. I totally understand you now. I'm like, oh, what's anxiety? Do-do-do. So I end up taking medicine, and I'm like, oh, this is how a normal person feels. You're, you shouldn't wake up, like, puking every morning. Like, you're supposed to feel okay every morning. So I have struggled with that my whole life and my anxiety just really got the best of me about a month or two into living in New York City and I ended up quitting this internship. I had no job. I had a lease for like whatever I was paying, thousands of dollars to live in New York City and I have no job and not a lot of friends. My parents are like, don't move home because you have an apartment there that you've got to pay for and I'm like, oh shit, yeah. So I end up, oh, what did I do after that? I think I just started working at anthropology. That was this time last year. No, not this time last year, like September of 2017. I get a job at anthropology and I'm literally just a sales associate at anthropology. Then I start getting really sick of anthropology because they paid me $11 an hour. That's the minimum wage in New York City, $11 an hour, or at least it was back this time last year. I don't know what it is now, but holy moly, I was working full time and legitimately, I think I was making like $700 a month and then using the rest of my savings to pay for like the rest of my rent. And then my parents were paying for my groceries. And I don't even know how I paid for anything else to be completely honest, but that's where I was this time last year. And it was a low point for me. It really, really was a low point for me. I was feeling so embarrassed to have to tell my family and friends that I quit my internship. I'm like barely staying alive in New York City. And honestly, a lot of you who know me but don't know me super well probably had no idea this was going on in my life. But it was. I was just at the lowest of the low. I was taking my anxiety medicine but still feeling unsure of myself feeling really lost with what I wanted to do, applying to jobs, not following through with them. Just a lot of that was going on. So then it hits to be around Christmas at Anthropology. I already didn't go home for Thanksgiving because they needed me to work. And then they just wanted to give me like a few days off around Christmas. And I was kind of over it by then. So I was like, I've got two weeks of vacation we were, my family's going to Disney World, and I was like, I'm, I can't work. I'm not working. I don't care if you put me on the schedule. I will not show up for you. And I've never been so sassy, but this medicine really gives me a little edge that I've never had before. So I didn't show up. Nothing happened. Um, I'm pretty sure they just took me off the schedule because I had told them I'm not going to show up, and they still put me on the schedule. So it wasn't totally my fault. But when I got back in January after New Year's, I was like, shit, I still have to go back to anthropology. This sucks balls. So I was on the hunt for a new job after that. I was so motivated. I was like, no, I'm not working retail anymore. This sucks. 
And around the same time, someone messaged me on LinkedIn that worked at a glasses store. And she was like, we need sales associates and we'll pay you like $18 an hour plus commission to like sell glasses. And I was like, oh, that sounds really easy. I'll do that job. And then I, I can make more money working retail doing this job while I can still be, you know, on the hunt for a real job, quote unquote, real job. So I end up going through the whole process, applying, getting the job, interviewing, blah, blah, blah. On the way to this glasses interview, I end up falling into a pothole. (laughs) It's the most ridiculous thing. I think it was like a sign from God. You guys might think I'm crazy, but I literally think God spoke to me and was like, don't take this glasses job. Here's like a three foot pothole. And so it was raining really hard too, by the way. So I jump out of the taxi. I'm trying to run to this interview because I'm already late. I fall into like a three foot pothole. My purse goes flying across the sidewalk and I ripped both of my like pant knees and my knees are bleeding. I'm completely like mud and rain soaked. I have to run over and like pick up all my stuff off the New York City sidewalk before someone steals my shit. And I am like, oh my God, I can't go into this interview. Do I call and cancel and like, or do I walk in and say like, oh my God, I just fell in a freaking pothole and I'm bleeding and like covered in mud. And so I kind of felt like God spoke to me in that moment. But I also was, had this part of me that was like, no, you made it this far. You got to Soho and you're only two minutes late. Bitch, you're going in. So I went in And I was like, listen, this is really embarrassing, but I just fell in a pothole. My shoes are soaked. My knees are bleeding and I'm covered in mud. And the guy was like, oh my God, are you okay? And they just had me go to the bathroom and freshen up. I did the interview and they were like, hey, you're awesome. You got the job. And I took it. I, I literally, I didn't ask any questions about like, what does this job entail? What are the hours? Like I was so desperate to get out of anthropology and also nothing against anthropology, It was more like I didn't love the management there. I didn't love the style. I didn't feel super warm and fuzzy and loved. I just, it was kind of a cold place. It was a cold place. The actual anthropology here in New York City, across from Fulton Station, if you ever go, it is beautiful. That is the one I worked at, downtown anthropology. It's a stunning location. There's a whole downstairs with furniture and it's amazing. But the work environment was not for me. So anyway, I got this glasses job. Oh my God, I'm rambling. Oh, well, I guess that's the point of a podcast. So I got this glasses job and I literally go one time, one time, and I start having the biggest panic attack. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't ask about this job. Like, I didn't say, what do you do during the day? Like when there aren't people in the store, like how do you spend your time? So this literal glasses store is one room and There's like four sales associates and you get like one customer every hour and you work on commission. So we're all kind of like, shoot, who's taking this customer? And I just got the worst vibes from the whole thing. And yes, I feel totally guilty about this too, but I didn't go back. And I cannot believe I am admitting this right now because I am still so embarrassed about it. But the amount of jobs that I have quit due to anxiety, maybe... I can count on two hands, honestly. And I'm embarrassed, but I also want to say that like, it's okay. If you have anxiety and you can't handle a quote unquote, I keep saying that because I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see me. If you can't handle a 
regular job, if you can't handle a full-time job, if you can't handle a nine-to-five job because your anxiety is getting the best of you, honor that, accept that, and know that it's okay and you're going to get through this and someday you are going to find an awesome job that you love and that loves you back because you need to have a work environment that understands you and to be honest, I was holding back tears. I think I went for two days to Oliver. It was called Oliver Peoples. I can't believe I'm actually saying this. The glasses store is called Oliver Peoples. I think I went for two days and I literally had to call the next day and I was like, I'm not feeling well. I can't come in. And they were like, oh, of course, no worries. And then the next day I was like, well, I can't tell them I'm not feeling well again and again and again. So I end up um, calling and I start crying on the phone to the manager and I'm like, I am struggling with such bad anxiety. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Is there something I did? Like, what can we do to keep you? And I was like, it's literally not your fault at all, but I I can't do this. I'm so sorry, but I, I can't continue on. I have this block and it's this anxiety and it's blocking me from keeping a job, to be completely honest. And I, did, I was at anthropology for four months, I want to say. So I did actually power through that pretty well for me. But I mean, this all of our people's job, I didn't last two days there. And I was crying, throwing up, shaking, like full on panic attack, didn't leave my bed. And the second I quit, I was like, okay, it's time again. You can't go back to anthropology and ask for your job back because you totally like dissed them. Like at the last minute, I was like, yo, I got a new job. See you suckers. Like I was out of there. And so I was like, can't go back there. What do I want to do? And so I had this part of me that was like, find another retail job. Retail is what you've always done. It doesn't usually give you anxiety. You're usually pretty good at it because I love talking with people. I love fashion, stuff like that. So I was like, I've just got to find another retail job. And I honestly don't know when this came in, but I was like, well, I love kids. I could at least babysit in the meantime while I look for a a quote-unquote real job. And the amount of times that I've said quote-unquote real job, I kind of want to shake myself right now because I'm like, "This, you have a real job. I'm a nanny now, and I love it. And I pick up a nine-year-old girl every day from school. I take her to swimming lessons. I make her dinner. We do homework together. We play together. We do activities together. And I absolutely love it. And I can honestly say I have never felt more fulfilled than when I'm working with kids. And sure, maybe some people aren't going to consider nannying a real job. I know I haven't for a really long time. And even to this day, you know, I'll still say when people ask, oh, what do you do for a living? I'll catch myself saying, oh, I'm just a nanny. Oh, well, I'm figuring out what I want to do, but for now, I'm a nanny. And it's very like putting myself down. And my big goal for 2019 is to lift myself up. I don't want to be the person anymore that makes excuses for what I'm doing. I instead want to be so confident in what I'm doing that other people feel so excited about it like I am. I want to be able to tell people I'm a nanny for this awesome family and they love me and I love them and it couldn't be a more perfect fit for me because that's so true. That is so true for me. So anyways, I um, didn't work out at the glasses store, quit all those jobs and I started babysitting a few families like I babysat for a family in my building and then she introduced me to a woman 
who had a baby who needed babysitting for a full day every Wednesday. So then I had like Friday nights and Wednesdays covered. And then I found another family from care.com and they needed me like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And so all of a sudden I had all these days covered with like different hours that I could be babysitting. And then around the same time, my mom started her own business and she needed me to do her social media and things like that. And in this time, within the last year, her business has grown tremendously. And I'm so proud of you, mom. And it's just so awesome to me how well it's worked out for her, but also how well it's worked out for me. I love working with my mom. And so basically now I just got this new nanny job where I work two to seven Monday through Friday, nannying for this nine-year-old girl. I pick her up from school every day and take her home and all that jazz. And so in the mornings between, you know, nine and two, I do work for my mom and I literally work from home. I am in my beautiful bedroom. I have a beautiful, huge glass desk that is stunning. I have a YouTube video if you want to go check it out. It's of my bedroom tour of my apartment here. It's super duper cute. So go check it out. But anyways, that's basically what I do now. So anyways, Reagan, thank you for the questions. But my transition from college to adult life has not been easy at all. It has been one of the biggest struggles of my life because from birth until through college, you know, everyone's been telling me what to do because that's how life goes here. You go to school you do extracurricular activities, everything is very lined up for you, and then you graduate from college and you're like, oh my god, what am I supposed to do now? I don't have anyone telling me what to do. I don't have anyone giving me assignments. I don't have anyone telling me you need to apply for jobs. Like, You're not getting graded on things anymore. Life is totally different. And with that story, I just want people to know If you have the smoothest transition from college to adult life, that is awesome. And I am so proud of you. And you were so lucky in so many ways. But also, if you're anything like me and you have had like five different jobs since graduating a year ago, honor that and just know things can only get better from here, hopefully. (laughs) And just honor where you are. If you are 23 years old and you're a babysitter, just know that's okay. If you're 23 years old and you're working on Wall Street and making six figures, that's okay too. Everyone is awesome in their own way and just honor where you are and try your best to like be confident in that and love yourself and in that way other people will honor and love you too. So I think I'm going to wrap up there because I've been rambling for 35 minutes and I did it with only like burping once and coughing once. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Anyways, Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm really proud of this podcast and I hope that at least like one person listens through. So if you did listen and you enjoyed it um, and I eventually am on Apple Podcasts, please rate and subscribe. I would love that. But at least as of now, I am on Spotify. I would love if you listen to me on there and continue to. I'm going to try to do this once a week. And yeah, I'm really happy with how this went. I know we went through like kind of my dating life and college transition life. So thank you, Reagan, for the podcast topics because I kind of just went off of you here. Um, Yeah, so thank you for listening to Saturday Night Live and I will see you guys next week. Bye.